Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic. Alrighty, it's, uh, it's going pretty good. I'm, uh... I'm pretty tired, honestly, today. I uh, played a lot of volleyball yesterday for the first time, like hardcore for hours. Um, hardcore for the first volleyball. time. Well, not hard. You know what I mean? Like that's when the the volleyball is a, a bomb, and every time it hits the ground, it explodes. It explodes. Yeah, that's true. Really got to really got to keep it on the other side of the net. Yeah, really got to toss it over. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I it was a lot of hours playing, and I put sunscreen on my face, and I missed the top part of my forehead, like right by my hairline. You have sunburn. Yeah, and my neck's fucking roasted too. Damn. So that's probably like the worst part of it, but it was a good time. And then at the night time, we uh we played some pool, and then it was a buddy's like birthday party kind of thing. So a few of us went out afterwards, but I only hung out for like an hour, and then I went back home because I was tired and burned. Gotcha. But yeah, that's that was my uh that was my day yesterday. So I'm I'm a little bit tired, weary today, but it is what it is, and I need to work after this too for a little. So. <laughs> Joyce. Why you got to work after this? Um, so the project that I'm working on has three three people that are doing the production work. Um, and one of them today is leaving on military leave for two weeks. And this is like a competition project and it's moving really fucking fast paced. Gotcha. Um, and so he's gone for two weeks. He's like the main dude that was on it. And the other guy, he has a fresh ass baby, like a week old. Nice. So I'm the only one that doesn't have a baby or military things going on. So why not? You know, well, you know, <laughs> uh, no, thanks. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. But so I got to, you know, I got to, I want to put in some, some work so that on Monday we can finish up and send it out to our uh, construction team so they can basically put a number to the project. But what have you nice. been up to, man? I have been up to pretty much the same stuff uh, as usual. Just been mm -hmm. working. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else I've done this week. The The Oscars are today, so I might, oh. might watch that. We'll see what happens. Okay, okay. What time is that? I don't know. <laughs> I just know it's today. <laughs> huh, interesting. Have you ever watched it? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch last year's, and I Damn, don't think, I don't fun. think I watched the, the year the before drama. that. But, um, but yeah, I think, uh, because of last year's drama, that's why I'm, more inclined to watch this year <laughs> just to see what happens you don't know it is someone's gonna get bitch slapped yeah let's hope not uh but uh puss in boots the last wish which we just recently reviewed is up for best animated film oh wow really yeah i mean it's a fucking solid ass animated movie so it makes sense although it is going against uh the guillermo del toro pinocchio movie which was also really good I actually never watched the actual movie. I only watched the producer's movie of like how they made and produced the movie. If that makes Interesting. Sense. Yeah. So I got like all the background information of, you know, the characters and how they basically built them and the set and, you know, the strategy behind all of it. But I never and watched the actual movie. Then there's also Marcel the Shell and the Sea Beast. I've never heard of either of those. Yeah, the no Sea clue. Beast almost looks like another Pinocchio thing. <laughs> Huh, interesting. And then um, Turning Red, which I honestly forgot came out last year, but was, uh, I think, uh, the newest 
Pixar movie. What was that one about? Turning red. It's, it's like um, this girl finds out that her family has like a ancient curse that turns them into like giant red pandas. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she has like a ton of red pandas around her, or what? I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Damn. Okay, okay. That was up for best picture. Yeah, those are the the five. Well, not for best for best animated feature. They're, oh, animated. Fe- okay, okay. Yeah, they're a completely different list for uh, best picture. Okay, so out of the movies that we have reviewed this year, the only one that's up there is Puss in Boots. Um, yes, nice. as far as okay. I know. Is the menu not up there, or is that too? The menu is not up there. Although I think looking at the best picture list, there are definitely some things on here. I think could have been replaced mm, like uh avatar the way of water is up there which uh as i said previously i think is an absolutely gorgeous movie but best picture is uh, a little a little bit of an exaggeration if you ask me damn interesting i mean i heard it was a bomb movie um everything everywhere all at once is also up for best picture mm, okay uh top gun maverick oh that one's up for best picture yeah nice okay uh, i haven't seen the, it but i heard it was good the elvis movie did i see that one i don't know it's interesting i also don't know if i'd put that at best best picture mm. um a bunch of movies on here that i haven't seen uh all quiet all quiet on the western front the banshees of Inisherin, really good the fablemans tar triangle of sadness and women talking yeah i heard the all quiet on the western front was really good interesting I haven't really heard anything about it. Well, I guess you'll you'll hear more about it later when you watch the I Oscars. I suppose I will. <laughs> did you did you look up when they start? Is that yeah? Let me do that real quick. And how long are the Oscars even? Like, I have no no idea what happens there. All the only thing that I know about the Oscars is that I don't have a red carpet this year. They have a champagne. It carpet. starts at five p.m. Pacific. So that's six for you and seven for me. Yeah, no thanks. And it goes for how long? Like four or five hours? Um, is that too long? I don't know, actually. I know there's a lot of stuff that they cut out because I, like, there's a bunch of awards that they give out that are like they don't think are interesting enough for television. LOL. Like best that's editing rough. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did you, did you hear what I said about the champagne carpet color they have this year? Um, what about champagne? They they don't have the red carpet this year. They have the champagne colored carpet. Why? I don't know. They just wanted to change. Weird. <laughs> yeah, and they, it's the first time that they've done it since like the nineteen somethings. I don't know when the last time was they had a champagne carpet. I probably googles it. Uh, this says the longest Oscars ever was the Oscars in two thousand two with a runtime of four hours and twenty three minutes. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Um, the expected time for this one is about three hours. Damn. Okay. But obviously, it just it depends on what happens. Yeah, if someone gets slapped or not. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the apparently it says I think the decision to go with a champagne carpet rather than a red carpet shows just how confident we are that no blood will be shed. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> he said Oscars organizers said they wanted the rug to be mellow, like like a beach or at sunset. That sounds ridiculous. Bro, probably because of that fucking slap Absolutely last year. They don't ridiculous. Want to, they don't want like, oh, wow. It's a, it's it's the first time that it's not going to be red in 60 years. So, yeah. Damn. Dumb. <laughs> I don't know, man. The champagne color is nice, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But there's like yeah. 
I don't think that's a good reason to change the carpet color. Yo, they needed to change from last year's brutality that occurred. Ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, besides our fun lives and the Oscars coming up, um, what are we talking about today? Today, uh, we are talking about the 2014 movie, John Wick. John Obviously, Wick. As I'm sure our listeners have heard, a fourth movie will be coming out soon in the John Wick series. So we decided to take a look back at uh some of the older ones yeah and this is the first one this is the one where basically you get introduced to this character that became kind of a a big deal almost legend like i mean he showed up as a character in fortnite it was wrapped around him um yeah, i don't play like, fortnite so i don't keep up with any of that but it doesn't uh, surprise I mean, me yeah i mean back like back when i played which was they like also maybe i think had ago. thanos in fortnite at one point <laughs> yeah they had thanos they had spider-man they had goku um naruto yeah they, they brought in like a ton of different characters to do like different powers and that's why there's Fortnite's like a lawsuit like, is there is there something happening we're gonna put that character in here <laughs> yo maybe i mean there's a lawsuit against fucking Fortnite. i don't know what happened to it but that parents were saying it's too addictive well also i don't know how how do the Fortnite people like they must be working fast and have a Dude. lot of money to like get the rights to put all these different characters in their game oh i'm sure they have a shit ton of money bro like everyone wants to buy the skins at all but times. isn't yeah that's why i'm because isn't Fortnite yeah. a free-to-play game yeah dude it's the so skins. all the money they're yeah all the money they're getting is just from like cosmetics yeah, yeah wild but i mean it's a it's definitely like a different fun game like i remember when my buddies and i were really into it i mean it was like every day they wanted to play and they bought every fucking skin and like you i don't usually buy things in game but like for Fortnite, i actually did spend like 20 30 40 dollars here and there i i played one time and i couldn't figure out the building so i was like meh <laughs> yeah yeah once you get good at that though man like i don't know it opens a lot of doors and there's Fortnite no build now so yeah i saw that you just shoot and throw bushes and yeah because people uh, are getting just yeah. too good at the fucking building yeah i feel like honestly it's not even a shooting game it's it's a building game <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, John Wick was directed by Chad Stahelski and David Leach, written by Derek Kolstad, and obviously stars a one Mr. Keanu Reeves, who is pretty popular on the internet, I'd say. I've uh, never met the guy, obviously, but he seems like a seems like a chill dude. Yeah, he seems like an upstanding citizen. I agree. Not really any. I, I haven't heard any controversy about him. I haven't either. I've honestly only seen like good positive things about him. Yeah. Like, even with like just little snippets that I've seen online. Uh, but the uh, this movie had an estimated budget of $20 million. So very cheap um, and ended up making about 86 million. It was a big, uh, big bump for Keanu Reeves. I think his last like I think this was his most successful movie since the end of the matrix trilogy like oh, wow, he did okay. he did some stuff between th there and there but um Just none of it hit. was really very yeah profitable dang bro but i will say he killed it in this movie i think his acting was was grand it was really yeah. good um only thing that i didn't think it's not a spoiler either it's just you know opinions only thing i think he didn't do that good on is his like his sad scenes you think so i think yeah, I think his like his crying wasn't very um, convincing when I first saw it. Interesting. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and the, the crying I'm talking about is the one where his wife. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to spoil, dude. Can't believe it. 
doesn't have uh, anything to do with the actual movie, but it's okay. Yeah, uh, but in in general, I, I I agree. I think this this movie is really good. I think mm-hmm. it it definitely you can tell that the the filmmakers understand stunt work, and I think sometimes that um, doesn't doesn't always work out because I know a lot of especially like bigger budget movies they will have like the director and then they'll have like a separate stunt team who coordinates right. everything right but uh if i'm not mistaken the the director for this movie like is a stunt person so they have like firsthand knowledge of how stunts work and that that helps a lot with like integrating the action sequences into the story uh, yo that's sick i mean that's some good ass knowledge to have if you want to become a film director honestly especially for like action movies yeah a really good prereq <laughs> uh but yeah did you did you have any other general thoughts well my general thoughts will bleed into uh spoilers apparently so okay we'll come uh, back to yeah. that then i mean um, i was just gonna add oh, to it yeah go ahead. watch the movie it's a really good action movie um highly recommend it's uh it's a good one heart-wrenching but also like brutal at the same time brutal not in a bad way i think okay um well then i believe it is time for us to step into the boxing ring i think it's your turn first it is my turn first yep 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 okay um let's see due to some unfortunate sad circumstances john wick comes out of retirement to take up and revenge his wife and his dog because of a mafia boss's son's mistake. Okay, okay. I'm going to say retired assassin John Wick is forced to get back in the game uh, when a group of Russian gangsters kill his dog and steal his car. Okay. That's what I'll say. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, you ready for this? Uh-huh. It says... Uh, ex-hitman John Wick comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that took everything from him. Oh, you said gangsters and retirement, so I think you get that one too. All right. It didn't really say much. That was really good. Yeah, it was very, uh, very, uh, uh, held back. 14 words. Yeah. (laughs) Very (laughs) reserved. Yeah. That's a change from, uh, the other ones we've, we've had. Nice. Also, I think hitman would have been a better word than assassin. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. I thought that would give too much away because like the whole movie, when we were watching it, Sydney was like, well, who is this John Wick guy? Like, what's he about? Like, what, who is he? And then he started, you know, killing people. And she was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, he's a hitman. She's like, oh, so I feel like in that description, if you put hitman or killer in there, it just, I don't know. It takes away from like that, that O factor in the movie. Uh, Yeah, I get if you're like, if you're going in blind, I can yeah, see that. I think the yeah. promotional material for John Wick made it very clear that he's a killer. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, she definitely went in blind. I was surprised she'd never heard of John Wick or seen any of his stuff, but yeah. Yeah, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back and talk about some spoilers. Let's do it. This is the spoiler section. If you don't want the movie to be spoiled, don't listen. 
Well, no warning on that one. <laughs> no, it just it, that guy. He didn't even wait for us to tell him to go for it. <laughs> it said commercial break. All right, boom. Spoiler. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that one out of the way, I guess. Um, what are your what are your overall thoughts of uh of of you know the the movie and the killings and the assassinations and all that jazz payback. Uh, yeah, like I was like I was saying earlier, I I think the the stunt work in this film is top notch and um just the the attention to detail I think is nice and obviously it's like a little bit unrealistic that he's just like going around popping off perfect headshots every single time and he like never misses a single shot, but um at the same time he like there's um i don't know just like even little things like them keeping track of the the bullet count and like you see many times throughout the movie him having to reload rather than like a normal action movie where they're just like running and shooting and just keep on shooting forever right right yeah they, they really did keep track of like the bullet count um i feel like that that was pretty good because i feel like Honestly, if you start shooting enough and you know that your your gun has 12 bullets, let's say, and and you have to pull the trigger for each one basically, you're you're going to it's going to be muscle memory to know when your your clip's empty and you got to reload. Um but as for like the the headshot thing, um when I was watching it, he was he was hitting bodies and then doing headshots to basically finish the job, right? Yeah. There was a lot of like two in the chest, one in the head kind of a thing. Right. And I feel like that like helps with headshot accuracy because like you know chest shots you definitely more broad and then once you hit him twice in the chest they basically stop moving a lot and then you can finish him off true but you know i man dude brutal movie honestly i think the amount of blood in this movie i mean it's impressive they they used a lot of red (laughs) (laughs) i think they could use more they could use more it's rated r right yeah yeah i mean there's definitely like not any gore in it which i think was a tasteful move um like when that lady assassin like covered that african-american guy's face and like shot him through the pillow yeah but then you like saw like the blood splatter to the side and like the feather of the pillow i don't know yeah, that there's was like, like a... there's definitely they don't hold back on the blood but it's also not overly bloody right right and which i mean they could have made it overly bloody for sure like when they were cleaning his apartment it wasn't overly bloody but i would say it was pretty borderline like bloody ish yeah um i mean there's this one guy that was laid over his his counter and he was like laying upside down with his head down i feel like if they did want to make it more bloody they could have like made a blood trail like oozing down his head and you know oh yeah for sure floor but they didn't do that you know they uh definitely kept it more pg on that front but yeah i mean great great action movie and there was never a time where there was like a and then another assassin, him or someone else, that w- where it was like kind of like you know borderline bullshit. It was it was pretty legit the whole way through. Yeah. Now, what did you think of um, the dog scene? The dog scene. Yeah. Um, I forgot how like quick it is. Like it's been a it's been a long time since seeing this movie, and I feel like I I don't know I thought that it was going to be a bigger moment but it's literally just like they're beating him up and the dog is barking and they're like someone someone's like shut that dog up and then the dog's dead <laughs> yeah yeah and then it just he, like it happens next, so fast yeah but then the next scene you see like him waking up with a dog laying right in front of him toasted yeah and you know him like holding the dog so that was like a little bit more sincere 
but man i like I, like you the first time i watched it like i i think it was the same like length for me really it was pretty short the first time i watched it through too i remember that but what made it longer for me this time bro was sydney man like yeah she could not take like the animal being killed like it was just man it was way too dude she burst into tears like right away like immediately yeah i don't i don't think elena has seen this movie yeah like that's one of the scenes where i was like i i totally had like forgotten that it was coming up and i didn't warn her and all of a sudden like it happened and she cried and i was like oh my god like uh. <laughs> i looked at her i was like it's only a movie it's okay <laughs> but yeah it's 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 definitely a, a tough scene for animal lovers that's for sure i also i like when the the scene i i like I think the more emotional scene for me is when he gets the dog and he's reading the the letter from his wife about how oh. like, uh, hey, we, we both knew that this was coming up because I guess she had been battling some sort of disease or something. Yeah. She was like, um, no matter what happens, you still need someone to love. And that was like her gift to him. And I thought that, that was a really nice scene. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's definitely like what builds up that emotional connection to the dog for us viewers. You know, it's like we fall in love with this little puppy that's like super cute. And then, you know, they, they show shots of it, like laying down on the bed with his little paws and head and then waking him up, licking his face and then taking a car drive together and all that stuff. So like you start to love the dog. And then the next thing you know, is like just they fucking kill it so fast. And you're like, mm. wait, what? And they also do a really good more. job of in the in the beginning setting up like they they get through the backstory about his wife like quickly but also it doesn't feel rushed like it's just like efficient yeah where you see yeah. like them like doing all of this stuff and having fun together and then all of a sudden like they're walking down the street and she collapses and then she's in the hospital yeah. and then it's like it just goes through everything and like just lets you know what happened in a very uh, it's it's very show don't tell like there's never yeah. a moment where they have to be like oh yeah my wife died or like they, people do talk about it but like um i i like it when movies like do visual storytelling and i think that was a that was a great moment of that mm, yeah 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 i'd agree with that it was very crisp very on the nose i liked it mm -hmm. and i mean he brought her up throughout the movie a few times too like just uh, as well as like with the dog to build that like emotional connection to the pup mm -hmm. at one point he was explaining to the mob boss when he was tied up why the dog meant so much to him and why he's doing this yeah and it was because he basically said like that dog was his outlet to grieve alone or something like that to, to grieve unalone 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 yeah, yeah and then he took that emo t took that away from him yeah and i was like oh shit um what would you say is your favorite like shootout sequence for me i would say it was the sauna scene yeah. although he got kind of fucked up during it um i don't know i think the tastefulness of that scene of him getting there to the bouncer and then him letting the bouncer know like hey why don't you take a day off he was like thank you thank you john yeah <laughs> you know? i thought it was then, also kind of fun that everyone knows who he is Oh, like yeah, every dude. time he walks up to someone, they're like, oh, hi, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they apparently he's like a fucking legend, you know, like, oh, you're coming out of retirement. You know, like, are you sure you want to do this? And even the uh, feels like it's personal. The, the, the cop like, oh, in the God. beginning is like, are you working again, John? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, well, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's when Sunny was like, so like, she was like, like this man, you know, is the biggest fucking killer in town. And he has a respect that no one else does, which is kind of crazy to me that the cop, you know, that they, they put the cop in there doing that. Yeah. It's almost like, I, I like those little moments where like, they, they just don't really tell you what's going on. <laughs> like, they're just like, you, we're sitting there wondering like, what, what is happening in this world that this man just killed 10 guys in his home and the cops are just like yeah whatever yeah and then the whole you, thing was like the, say, taking care of business or a misunderstanding or something like that uh yeah i think that the cop was like are, are you working again and he was like um no i'm just just taking care of uh something personal or something like that or i don't know yeah something around those lines and he was like oh all right well i'll leave you to it <laughs> and then like there's left. that and like all of the the gold coins like there's never yeah. a moment where they're like, oh, this is what a gold coin means or how much it's worth. It's just like every single thing is just like, oh, you just like slip this person a coin and you're good to go. Yeah, like each head is a gold coin kind of thing. Although, did he slip the cop a gold coin? I don't think he did, right? No, he didn't. He didn't give the cop a coin, but he yeah. he had 12 gold coins for the cleanup crew because there were 12 right. dead bodies in his house. So that makes sense, like a coin for each body. And then he gives a coin to the the person at the front desk at the hotel for his room card. Uh, and then when he goes into that like lounge area in the basement, he has to put a coin in the door. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it, I mean it's pretty interesting. Also, because like they they call like that the cleanup like a dinner reservation. Yeah, there's a lot um, of like uh, people speaking in code. Yeah, yeah, and it just like makes you wonder like what that that world is actually like because i mean that world is definitely out there you know it's... well and it's kind of funny that like because obviously if they're if when everyone it makes sense to speak in code if you like think that you're being like i don't know like wiretapped or someone or like think that someone might be sorry my washer is going crazy all of a sudden <laughs> it's literally shaking my desk really i don't hear it <laughs> no um but it it makes sense like if they were like oh we have to be careful about what we say otherwise we'll get in trouble with the law kind of a thing but i feel like when it's just a bunch of killers talking to each other i i don't I really understand the it. need to like <laughs> hide everything you're saying hey man you never know who's listening i guess big brother's always watching bro yeah i don't know or but even I, like I, I did like that when like, the key you when know. the girl tried to kill him in his room and he's like, oh, uh, he gets the call from the front desk and he's like, sorry, I was dealing with an uninvited guest. Yeah, yeah. Which is not allowed on that property, which I absolutely love how they handle that at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Um, Sydney hated that lady the whole way through. I mean, <laughs> she was not a fan. <laughs> but I was um, actually like really upset that that African-American guy uh, got killed by her. Yeah, that was very I sad. liked him a lot. I liked him a lot. He was classy. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely I would agree with you. I think the the bathhouse for me was the the most exciting one as well, especially just like the the contrast of like all of the like bright neon lights and all that stuff in the background. It's just like it was just a fun sequence. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great, and 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 also where they went to like from the bathhouse to the clubhouse to and the and guys like, like running different... through the crowd in in a, yeah. just a towel. Yeah, yeah, like wild, just crazy. And then he's like killing these dudes in like the middle of the dance floor. And I don't know. One yeah. thing I didn't think was funny was that there was like no like screaming or stampede until like the very end where they were openly shooting out above the people. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like in a, I, I, 
I haven't like been to like a party of that size, but I've been to some places where the music gets really fucking loud. And I could imagine if there's like 500 people in a room and everyone's dancing and yelling and the music's blaring, like you might not hear someone getting shot 30 feet away from you. (laughs) Was I right? I love that noise. Sorry, um, bro. The freaking end music goes on so long. It like always is longer than I think it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I heard it like in the background, and that's all I could think of. So I did not really hear what you said. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just saying. It. I I think um I think if if you have like four hundred people in a room and everyone's yelling and the music is super loud, I it seems relatively believable to me that you could not hear a gunshot like forty feet away from you. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you definitely see the dead bodies, like, pooling up in the middle of the dance floor. Well, I mean, yeah, and I think the, like, the people directly around the fire were definitely reacting. It just took Mm -hmm. a while for everyone else to catch on. Yeah, 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 true, maybe. Yeah, but that was definitely one of the the coolest sequences. Like, there's, like, a drowning kill, um, and then that one was pretty personal, but, yeah. Um, I also like uh, Marcus uh who's uh played by willem dafoe and uh he shows up at uh john's wife's funeral oh um, yes and then later he gets contacted by the the person the the gangster guy's dad um and he's like hey i know that you and john are friends but i'll give you two million dollars to kill him um and he's like yeah sure and they like set it up as if he's gonna betray john but then um there's two different instances where he like helps save his life where the the first one when the the girl attacks him in the room he like shoots the pillow next to him to wake him up to like alert him that there's someone else in the room right and then the second time when he's being strangled by those guys and he shoots one of them to help john get out of it which is kind of wild that he is there in those perfect instances it's as if he was like watching over him the whole time like big brother yeah well because he knew that because he even asked the the person he was like hey is this a exclusive contract and the guy was like no it's open so he knows that other people are going to be going after him so i guess he was just like following him around to keep him safe that's crazy he should have just told him that there was a contract out because i don't think he knew yet at that time right um i mean i'm sure he figured it out after everyone started trying to kill him (laughs) i mean yeah yeah a little too late though (laughs) um but yeah and then he gets uh he is pretty fucked up in the end there and uh like stabs him in the leg and punches him a bunch but eventually he uh kills two henchmen and then like forces the guy to shoot him because he's like he's like you you go out on my terms and he's like nah i'm going out on my own yeah and that was baller i mean he also like smiled you know he he knew what he was doing and he knew like that life kind of comes to an end in that way yeah it's not really so i'm sure they were prepared an easy way out (laughs) no no you die by the fire you live by the fire um yeah i just i can't really think of anything else Uh, what did what did you think about the like it almost feels like he the people that he was going after weren't themselves really that much of a threat like he goes through all of these shootouts and he's like dealing with all of these like gangsters and these other assassins and things like that but when it comes down to the the annoying russian guy and his dad like neither of them really put up that big of a fight 
Yeah, I mean, the, the son kind of just, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like the, the son's death was just kind of like, Buddy gets shot in the head while playing video games. The son yeah. gets rushed out by two guards. The two guards get killed and then he also gets killed. Yeah. That was it. He was just like cowering up against like a crate or something. He was like, it's just a dog. And then John just shoots him in the face. Yeah. And then walks away. It, and was, then, it was so crisp. I thought there was going to be like a voice line or something like that that Wick says, but he never did any of that. His dad fights a little bit more, but even then it's just like they have a little bit of a punch out in the rain. And then uh, he manages to stab John and then John stabs him in the neck. <laughs> well, he doesn't even manage to stab John, bro. John, like for some weird reason, looks down at the knife and like lets him stab him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think kind he, of fucking weird. he knew that was the best way to i guess get the the knife away from him because he like lets him stab him and then immediately breaks his arm yeah that's and so true. then he can take the knife out and use it to stab against him the back. other guy yeah <laughs> yeah that was just a interesting death and killing scene because then they were both like sitting there bleeding yeah. and what did john say to him he was or the mobster uh, the, said it to him he, he said be seeing you john and then john's like yeah be seeing you yeah like what <laughs> and then Wild. the uh, russian guy dies and john limps back to the car and they actually like split this up a little bit because at the very very beginning of the movie we see um john driving an suv and he just like rams into the side of a building he's like slowly driving crashes and then like falls out of the car right and he's just like laying there watching an old video of his wife on his phone and so that's like the sequence that is happening right now after he kills the russian guy and he's yeah. laying there watching the video and he's like starts to like let go and it like it seems as if he's just gonna like lay there and die um but then in the video his wife says all right it's time to go home and he like gets a, a second wind and then he breaks into a, a vet clinic and uses their tools to stitch himself back he like Staples, staples his wound back together yeah yeah he staples himself shut like that's just crazy but um, yeah i mean i think it was interesting how they set that up like they set it up with what you just said like him slowly crashing jumping out getting on his phone and the next thing you see is like him waking up in his home so they set it up as if it was a dream right which i think was pretty cool oh yeah i didn't i didn't even think about it being a dream but that that does make sense yeah like that the second time i watched it because it'd been way long and other movies kind of start like that too like oh it's like you know a dream and then you wake up and it's totally different but it kind of sets the mood for the movie but yeah no i think they wanted to set it up as a like a dream but then it ties back kind of like a loop like you said to the end of the movie and you're like oh okay kind of makes sense then it clicks yeah yeah i mean i i think it was cool the way also they they set it up with like the dog part when they were at the gas station and he was trying to buy the car and then he was like, I like this dog. And then he basically looks at John and says, everything's got a price, right? And the next no, thing I think you he know, was talking about the car with the price. He was, he was. Yeah. Um, but then the next thing you know is somehow they're in his house. All of a sudden, yeah, I guess they three... just like followed him home or I don't know how they figured out where he lives, but yeah, no idea. But they just kind of walked into his home, home um, beat the shit out of him. But then let's say Ford go forward. At one point, John says, um, everything's got a price Yeah. to Victor because Victor called him. Yeah. No, no so, Yeah. Victor called him. Wait, no, no, no. The, the, the boss's son, mobster son called him. I forgot his name. And he was like, hey, Victor, like his best friend is Victor. And then John goes, Victor's dead. Everything's got a price and hangs up. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought that was fucking badass. I was like, yeah, you fucking let him know. Um, I also like when he like right after they they steal the car, they they go into the um the the like chop shop and they're like, yeah. hey, I want this car cleaned up, like new license plate, new VIN number. And the guy's immediately like, where'd you get that car from? <laughs> yeah, he knew. He knew. He was like, this is, uh, uh-oh. Which is and interesting, then, though, because you don't really see much of that character. Yeah, he's really only in the beginning. It's, um, I believe his character's name is Aurelio, and it's played by uh, uh, John Leguizamo. And yeah. great uh, great part, I think, for for how small it is. But he, he slaps him, and they, like, they freak out, and they're like, um my dad's not going to be very happy about this and then later he he gets a call from the guy's dad he's like <laughs> why did you why did you hit my son and he's like he stole john wick's car and killed his dog and the guy just goes oh oh <laughs> and, and then hangs, hangs up, up. <laughs> <laughs> dude i mean when a mobster says oh and then you get all these scenes of him like thoughtful and like in his head like oh fuck you know kind of thing that's when you figure out how big of a deal this john wick is because you, you don't understand the gravity of the situation until, you know, that scene specifically, for me at least. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. He like, he, I, I, it's, I think they strike a pretty good balance of like, yes, obviously a lot of people are trying to kill him throughout the movie, but there's also like a decent number of people who are on John's side. Right. Yeah. Like the, the car guy helps him out. Everyone at the hotel helps him, obviously. Um, Marcus helps him. He's got the um I don't even remember who else, but there's just like there's there's a fair number of people who like it, for how hyper realistic this is and like it obviously I don't think it's possible that anyone could be this badass like even if it was just like on accident like you'd catch a stray bullet <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah. But um like they do make it clear that he's not like a one man army like John doesn't he wouldn't be able to do all of this by himself. He does like he doesn't need other people. And I, I feel like that helps ground his character and make it a bit more realistic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. He does get a lot of help throughout the movie, which definitely helps with that aspect of it. You're right. Um, but yeah, all around, I think uh, pretty good movie. I don't I don't have any other specific notes. I don't know if you've got anything else. Um, No, but I do just want to add to what we had been saying at one point when he went to the uh the vet clinic he like broke a dog out of one of the kennels and like walked home and he said let's go home with the dog oh and yeah like, oh, he just okay. he uh got got himself a a new dog a uh, pitbull i think yeah a little pitbull which is funny because you know that could have been someone else's dog and he just fucking stole it yeah he literally just jacked this dog <laughs> but yeah good movie overall for show all right show all right well let us move on to trivia. Let's do it. Got some good facts for us today. Let's hear them. Uh, our first fact is, fact is that uh, director Chad Stahelski was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix movies. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah, going back to what I was saying before about uh, the director being a stunt person, he actually doubled for Keanu Reeves, so he they have a relationship. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Uh, according to Keanu Reeves, he did 90% of his own stunts in the movie. Dude, typical. Yep. That's what I know about him is like, this man does it himself. Yeah. And it says here, uh, in preparation for the role, Keanu Reeves, uh, trained, uh, with weapons and martial arts. And he, he trained eight hours a day for four months. 
what really and you can Holy. see like on on youtube the videos of him like at the shooting range and they like it's impressive damn okay i wonder how they filmed those scenes with like the shooting like were there just blanks in the gun did they were they just bbs or like you know yeah i would imagine they're they're just blanks i don't think they're firing anything and especially even for like for close-up ones i bet they it's not even blanks because like even when you fire a blank there is still something coming out of the gun it's just not a bullet so you can't really like point blank shoot someone with a blank so that would just be uh that would just be like an empty gun and then you just go like bang and just like pretend that it's shooting (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but wow that's impressive i didn't know that he did all that above and beyond uh, in an interview with Rudy's Movie Reviews, Kevin Nash stated that he was told the reason that his character, Francis the Bouncer, was allowed to live. Uh, Nash said that when Wick mentions that he had lost some weight uh, and Francis stated that he lost 60 pounds, they were actually speaking in code and Wick was asking how many hostels were in the building. So Francis saying that he lost 60 pounds was telling John that there was 60 bad guys in the building you're kidding me what that's sick oh that's really cool oh so he lets them live because he gave him all that intel basically yeah ah, that's cool uh, like according that. to a director's interview chad stahelski and david leach reused quite a few of the stuntmen several times throughout the movie in order to make them look like different people they would change their hair so they would do things like huh. film a sequence and have like a bunch of bad guys with long hair and then cut everyone's hair and then do a different sequence. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. That's crazy. That's really cool. That's how they got away with that uh, 20 million. You just reuse the same people over and over <laughs> Honestly, again. Honestly, <laughs> bro. <laughs> That's insane. What a good idea, though, you know? Yeah. Start them off with a wig, then chop the wig a bit, then go to the real hair and then chop their real hair, maybe. That's uh, awesome. John Wick transitions between several shooting styles depending on the situation. During close quarters combat and while moving through tight hallways, he employs a center axis relock stance, and when moving and shooting at longer ranges, he changes into the more traditional weaver and isosceles stances. Yeah, I noticed that like close the close range one where he had his his like handgun pressed all the way to his chest kind of thing. Yeah. that was interesting he definitely fucking did his homework because you never uh, see any other action movies like that really (laughs) i'm uh i'm not a a gun person so i had to look up what each of those stances were but after seeing them i definitely recognize that he was doing them wait what was the one for the longer range what was that called uh so there's weaver stance which is like your body is at an angle and your arms are fully outstretched and then isosceles is like uh your feet are perpendicular to where you're aiming oh interesting and then center axis relock is also like one shoulder forward but then like you were saying the gun is much closer to your person rather than having your arms fully extended i see i'm looking at pictures of them now interesting that's crazy lol i looked up center axis relock stance and the fourth picture is john wick there you go (laughs) (laughs) damn that's cool huh all the things you don't know (laughs) at least for you and i 
Uh, before action starts, John wears his watch in a typical way, but when he prepares for battle, you can see him turn it to the inside of his wrist. Soldiers often do this uh, to, to be able to see the time while holding a rifle and to avoid reflections from the glass that may give away their position. Okay. I, I knew because like when you hold a gun, they, your wrist face your interior body. That makes sense. But the uh, yeah. reflections part is pretty dope. Yeah. And speaking of John Wick's watch... Uh, the one that you can see in the red circle changing room is a Carl F. Boucherer Monero auto date, which retails for $3,495. Jesus. That's not too bad, actually, price-wise. That's way more than I would ever spend on a watch. <laughs> Wait, how much was it? 3495 Yeah, that's, that's a chunk of change, but, you know, they're way more high-end watches. I mean, for sure, but yeah, my watch was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, my watch was like eight hundred, so I'm almost there. Are you? You're well, not even a quarter away there. I mean, look, you stack up four of these and you're good. <laughs> That's too much. Honestly, my watch collection might be in total probably close to like three thousand. So that means all of your watches are still not as much as this single watch. Okay, relax. I'm also not rich, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You gotta be rich to spend that kind of money on a watch. I mean, a three, $4,000 watch isn't that expensive for a watch, though. Yeah, for people that have $4,000 to spend on a watch. Yeah. There's but most people don't. Twitch who's a streamer. He bought like a twenty dollars to $30,000 Rolex, you know, diamond encrested, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but the, I, there's a limit, I think, at which expensive becomes ridiculous. Because oh, they're yeah, no, like, sure. I'm spending money on this thing because it's high quality versus like, I'm spending money on this because it's like artificially inflated. Like when you What's have a diamond encrusted cool, you know? watch, it's like, that's not necessarily that the watch is really good. It's just expensive because it's covered in diamonds. Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, thing. A watch game. People definitely uh, have, have ticks for them. The whiskey that John, w John Wick drinks throughout the film is Blanton's. Ah, did you look at that? A good whiskey. <laughs> and uh, for more identification here, we can talk about uh, some of the muscle cars in the movie. There is a 1969 Mustang GT with a 390 CI engine, which is mistaken for a 429 Boss Mustang, which is that's the, the one that he was originally driving that the gangsters right. were interested in. And then he gets into a Camaro SS 71, 72. There is a 1970 SS454 LS6 Chevelle. Oh, damn. That was close. There is a 2011 Dodge Charger LD. And then there is a 1968 Dodge Charger in Aurelio's garage. Oh, I was about to ask, like, where was that? I was in his garage. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, they had some good cars lined up there, quite honestly. Um, the CGI dog poop costed the film team about five thousand dollars you're kidding me the director that... said that they wouldn't let us give laxatives to the puppy good i mean don't <laughs> but also you what you could have just like put poop there and then like you know green screened it in to where the dog was sitting there nope cgi dog poop it didn't, it didn't even look realistic dude it, it, <laughs> it's like it looked a way perfect too little ice cream swirl yeah, yeah. Sydney mentioned that when we were watching it. That's hilarious. 5K for that? Bruh. That's insane. Well, listen. That's... Some people spend thousands of dollars on silly things. 
maybe it's poop maybe it's watches <laughs> i'd rather have the watch <laughs> I don't know. I just like I I guess yeah, like you were saying, I think it's like obviously it's a status symbol kind of a thing, but I just like I don't know. It's it that's not it for me. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I mean, you have I a can, PC that's that much. I have plenty of other things that I can tell time with. Yeah, true. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I wouldn't ever buy something that expensive, I don't think. The director said that they received studio notes suggesting that maybe the dog didn't need to die. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I kind of agree, but kind of disagree. I don't know. It's that's a hard one for me because it. I think if it was, it was just them stealing his car, it wouldn't. Would have it, it wouldn't have made as much sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Un unless they like made the car out to be this thing that you know his wife gave him as a gift, a parting gift. Yeah. Instead of the dog, the puppy. I don't know. They definitely put the puppy in there because you know most people love puppies and killing off a puppy is one thing versus stealing a car most people would just maybe wouldn't understand yeah i also think and i i do think it's a i make maybe fun of Elena just... sometimes but i think it's funny when like someone can watch a movie and there's like um like countless numbers of people and like children dying and all this stuff and they're like completely stone-faced and then like someone <laughs> stabs a horse and they're like bawling their eyes out yeah it's something with like the animal factor, man, that people just can't, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe they didn't need to kill off the dog. Maybe they just stole the dog. That would have worked too, I think. Why would they steal the dog though? I don't know. Because he wanted the dog. Like, I, he liked wa the dog I want too. this dog. <laughs> he liked the dog as well as the car, you know, like, I don't know. That could have, that could have worked. And then at the end of the movie, they could have ended it like happily where he killed all those fucking guys. And then his dog, his puppy was there and he takes his puppy back home instead of like, stealing some random person's dog out of a vet clinic well listen obviously that person <laughs> didn't deserve their dog apparently not i mean i guess john wick that gets it <laughs> you don't fuck with him so uh the directors credit keanu reeves dedication and talent with their ability to do long takes during the fight scenes they said uh, i think we really only cut for impact we didn't have to cut to get around moves we didn't cut to speed things up we wanted you to see what happens before, during, and after. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so, yeah. what happens when you put that work in. That's what happens when you spend four months, eight hours a day in training. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> wow, those are some good facts. Unless you have more? Yeah, that, that was the last one. All right. No, yeah, those are solid. Hell yeah. Um, with that said, it's time to get wrecked. I think it is. Um, I'll um, go ahead and start this week. All right. Um, hey, I'm um, going. Yeah. Speaking of wrecks, how did you like the wreck that I gave at one point? Maybe twice. Um, I don't know if we talked about it when you came here. You went to Meow Wolf. Did we already talk about that? Did we? Yeah. Yeah. We no. Yes. Yeah. We did. We talked about it last week. Okay. 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 Because I was I, like, I, ah, that I wreck. went to because I went before we recorded last week. Right. 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 Okay. Cool. All right. Well, what's your wreck this week? Um, I. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about last week though that we can talk about real quick. Um. We didn't tell our audience about how how mini golf went. That's true. We did not. Um, it was really fun. I loved it. It was there's basically like these two courses that have like different vibes to them. Yeah. And basically, you could walk around with an alcoholic beverage. And, and a lot of them were very um either either Denver specifically or Colorado, but they they were like themed around the area. There right. Was like yeah. The, like the uh, the airport was one of the holes 
Um, and then the city, was, right? Yeah, there was another one that had um, what's that? That there's like a I forget what it's called now, but there's a famous like music stage out in the middle of the Colorado desert. Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh my God, rocks, red rocks. There we go. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They had they had all sorts of like landmarks as golf, and then there was also like silly stuff. Like one of them was just like a circle with some ducks on it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. They definitely had like some gags in there, but definitely really well made. I loved it. It was pretty fun. Definitely would go yeah. again, I think. Yeah. And they had some pretty good drinks there, too. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Fun, yeah, uh, fun a... atmosphere, fun game. The show. But anyway, back to our recs. My recommendation for this week is going to be the Netflix series Kunk on Earth. Um, it is a uh, sort of like a comedy documentary kind of a thing um but it basically just like goes through the the history of the world but the the host of the show is a very funny person and uh she has like interviews with like experts and stuff and she's pretty much just trolling them the whole time and it's hilarious huh cool um for my wreck I was kind of between two things. I was either going to do a food or actually shout out another podcast that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah? So which do you want to hear? Up to you, my dude. Whichever All one you right. don't use now, you can use next week. That's true. All right. So there is a another podcast that is more... Um, they've been around for a long time, like over a decade. Decade. They're called Radio Lab, and they have... Each one of their episodes is incredibly researched. Um with like, you know, firsthand account interviews and all that stuff and great sound effects. And every topic is like something you, you might read the topic or like, well, I'm not really interested in that. And then you listen to it. You're like, whoa, it kind of opens up a whole new, uh, whole new atmosphere, whole new world. Um, the last one I listened to, for example, was um, basically combining AI with trying to do good for research, like DNA sequencing research to, you know, let's say uh, reverse certain illnesses right so they use yeah. ai to to write special rna dna codes that we've never seen before that could in turn reverse let's say cancer for for instance um but this took like the the turn for me was they were invited to a conference like a top secret conference which was the negative effects of this type of research and they had never thought of that before so that you know like when you have the code you change they changed a few zeros and ones to basically invert uh, the good part and make it all bad. And then they, now they have like a list of who knows how many of these bad RNA DNA sequences, which is like 20 to a thousand times worse than the worst one we've seen, which was how King Jong-un's brother got assassinated in the airport with a nerve agent that was wiped across his face. And he passed away like within a short amount of time because of it. Um, and it, the crazy part also was the, the U.S. government, the White House, invited them over and they wanted to have a talk with them. And then at one point, the uh, the U.S. government asked them to have that data and the scientists said no. It, it's off grid. It's on a, like a encrypted PC and, you know, all that jazz. But they did not want to give it to the U.S. nor anyone else because it's basically such a bad biological weapon to have. Kind of crazy. Yeah, but good, good podcasts called Radiolab. Definitely uh, listen to them. They're pretty fun. 
yeah, uh, I would like to say, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Tell your friends and family about us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CashFanPod. If you want to send us a message, you can do so on either of those platforms, or you can send an email to CasualFanaticPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, links for all of those are in the description. Luca, what kind of messages can they send us? We want to hear from you um, regarding what you think of our podcast, what you think would be fun to add. Um, if there are any specific movies or shows that you would want us to take a look at and, you know, spit, you know, our thoughts over, you know, if you tried our recs, let us know that too. Or if you yourself have a recommendation that you're like, man, I really want, you know, them and other people to try this out. Pretty cool. Also, uh, I, I would like to mention, I, I said you could use your other recommendation next week, but, uh, we're actually gonna be off for the next couple of weeks because next weekend, uh, Elaine and I are going backpacking. Okay, okay. And then immediately after backpacking, we are going to New York. And we will be oh, wow. there throughout the whole next week after that. What's in New York? Vacation. Just vacation time? Yeah. Really cool. All right. Is it any special occasion? Or you guys were just like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, it's the week of spring break for Elena. So she doesn't have school. Oh, that makes sense. I, okay. I just took off of work. Cool. Well, the the, the listeners now know. Yeah. So uh, if you don't see any new uploads for the next couple of weeks, that's why. But we, we will come back. Just uh, be patient. <laughs> we will be back. But yeah. Hope everyone uh, enjoys the rest of their week. Hope uh, for any of you who do watch the Oscars today, uh, you, you can let us know uh, what you thought. If if who you thought would win did win or if you were disappointed by the results but um let us know yeah this has been casual fanatic thanks for listening thanks for listening